welcome to Dietitian Boss. My name is Libby Rothschild. I'm the CEO and founder of the Dietitian Boss Method. Our company is here to help you get started in private practice even before you think you're ready. I've created a proprietary process to help you increase visibility, create organic content, enroll clients into an offer, and learn sales skills that don't even feel salesy. Listen every week to your colleagues as they're being interviewed and we chat about their progress and success from when they got it started from zero to all the way to creating million-dollar businesses and beyond. Hi there. Welcome to the Dietitian Box podcast. I am Dr. Heather Paulson, one of the coaches here at Team Dietitian Boss. And I am really excited to be sharing this day with Coach Kylie and hearing about her success and her hurdles because we know as dietitian bosses that it takes a lot of courage to get started. But once you get started, there are some amazing things that can happen in your life. So welcome, Kylie. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. I'm Kylie Trenetsky, but a lot of my social media followers know me as Coach Kylie. And I'm so excited to be here with you. Yeah. And so what is your Instagram handle? So I go by Coach Kylie on Instagram and TikTok and then Coach Kylie Trenetsky on Pinterest. Awesome. And so you have started with Dietitian Boss. How long have you been working on social media and using social media as a way to connect with people? Yeah, so ironically, Libby and I, Dietitian Boss, were connected back when I was in undergrad because one of my assignments was to listen to her podcast and I found it so inspiring. So I have been working on my own company throughout my undergrad and through my internship part-time. And then since then, I have just recently graduated my DI and I'm a dietitian. So great timing for our phone call together. And I feel like when you take that first step, it can be very overwhelming, but can also be so rewarding because now instead of just being at square one, I've already developed a lot of the processes, the frameworks and outlines that I'll be utilizing towards my private practice in the future so awesome that you took the initiative to really get started right away. So you said you started listening to podcasts and you started with Dietitian Boss as soon as undergrad. So what was your thought process? Did you always know you wanted to go into business for yourself? Was there something that you learned in a class that inspired you to work in a private practice instead of clinical or hospital setting? I think I always knew deep in my heart that I love the creative aspect and business aspects of doing things for myself. I love getting to create my own schedules and really outline things and define success in the way that I feel is fit rather than trying to conform to what a clinical setting might uphold. That is so good. It is a great creative outlet, right? To have your own business. And especially when we're using social media to connect with people and a Pinterest is a very creative outlet. Tell me a little bit about how you got started on Pinterest or what attracted you to that as a platform. Pinterest was always an overwhelming feature for me. It wasn't something that I had gotten into until about a year ago today. And if I could start all over again, I would just say to dive in 
because I am attracting anywhere between 20,000 to 150,000 people to my page per month. And it is just so easy to use because I'm recycling TikToks, Reels, and Instagram posts that are already being created for my other platforms onto Pinterest that is creating that type of traffic. Wow, that's so amazing. And it is a pretty natural place for people to look for nutrition information or to Google certain foods or vitamins and things like that. So I'm sure there's a lot of organic traffic from just having your content available there on that other platform. Absolutely. And the best part about it is within the links of your pins or from your website, your main homepage on Pinterest anyways, you can provide so many links that are direct to your page. So whether it's directly to a post that you find could be relevant, directly to the product you're selling or directly to your website, these things can be a direct funnel to your funds, but also to your growth. Amazing. That's so good. And I know I love Pinterest and it's such a platform that can really suck one in for hours, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's so cool that you started as a student because a lot of people think that they can't start something until they've graduated or they finished their internship. What kind of advice would you give or what have you learned in starting this kind of business while also being a student or doing your internship? So a bit of background, I think, is the best way to start is that I am also licensed as a 500-hour yoga therapist and personal trainer. So I actually started based on solely the physical aspect, knowing that with my nutrition degree and becoming a dietitian, I wanted to create an integrative private practice. So I had started off from the fitness aspects, really feeling like I had a lot of imposter syndrome. I'm only, you know, a handful of semesters into my degree. Do I really know enough? Do I have enough experience? And I'm glad that I had the push of my other certifications to nudge me along the way. But even if I didn't, I've now realized completing my programs that you should just start. There's no reason not to, because even if you're only a handful of semesters into your degree, let's be honest, you have a lot more qualifications and knowledge than many of the nutritionists or health coaches that are already providing information online. So in my perspective, we should be the one as dietitians or dietitians to be providing information on social media to give accurate and authentic information to the societies around us. Absolutely. As dietitians are so well-trained and even just by the time you finish your undergrad, you know more than the average person at, like, and that's a huge underestimate of how much you guys know. So I want you to know that I'm saying that to underestimate how much, you know, but it's amazing. And even if you are just to share little tidbits that you're learning in a particular class while you're going to school, that is going to blow some people's minds. So your first day of dietitian school, you could share something that would shift somebody's health forever. Absolutely. And I think starting those social medias early on, like you said, even with just with the small tidbits that you feel confident with, we're going to build that page up so that when you are ready, whether that's in a month or a year, to really take yourself seriously and really build into the business, you already have a platform that's developed followers and has developed content. Yeah, absolutely. In your dietitian program, were you taught anything about business? What were you taught about business? Oh my gosh, huge zero. Unfortunately, I think that 
my schooling experience, as well as other people that were in my dietetic internship program that are across the country, a lot of our schools focused on the food service, the clinicals, and the aspects that, yes, matter and are important to becoming a dietitian, but now we're seeing an expansion. We're no longer just a clinical practice. We can be an outpatient private practice. We can be in a multidisciplinary setting. And with these things, we need more information. We need to know how to bill insurance or how to take cash pay and what we deserve and are valued as rather than undervaluing ourselves. We need to learn how to market through emailing, texts, and social media. And we need to know how to put ourselves out there to attract clients. And realistically, I think experience is so important, just putting yourself out there and learning because you're going to have mistakes and realize things that are more successful and less successful along the way. But if you are an undergrad still and you have some space and time, I think even a minor in business or marketing could be really beneficial, one, to stand out to dietetic internship programs because they're so competitive to get into, but two, for your own personal knowledge and growth. Is that something that you did? Did you minor in some business and marketing? I wish I did. I think that's more advice of something that I wish I had understood because now as I'm developing from part-time to full-time into my company, I'm like, okay, I have to, you know, file my company and I have to learn how to do my taxes and maintain all my payments and make sure that everything is in line. That's not necessarily something you learn. And so I think that's important to have background knowledge in. And if you have the opportunity to do that, that would be beneficial. I actually did a minor in health and wellness coaching. So I'm a national board certified health and wellness coach through my university and through the medical board examiners. Oh, awesome. Well, and that really helps position you for coaching, doing group programs, one-on-ones or courses or whatever. Well, I want to actually, before I go into like kind of some of your offers and because that's amazing, I want to rewind a little bit because I think what you're saying about learning to market and learning to run a business, it's probably not natural for most of us who are caregiver types, who want to just really help people achieve health, right? And it's natural for us to give and not know how to receive or to give and not know how to charge. And I always joke that I spent more on training myself on how to run a private practice and how to do all these things virtually and how to market on social media than I did in my student loans to become a doctor. So I did more <laughs> afterwards. So it's so great that you started this dietitian boss and other trainings while you were actually in school to give you a running start. What are some of the key things that you feel like dietitian boss gave you or the dietitian boss method gave you in getting your foot into the door of owning your own business? I think there's just so many things I had to look up and think about it for a second. Although that I haven't experienced the coaching program, I think that I've learned so much through the podcast and through creating Libya as an ally and communicating and connecting with her because I've seen that we can do it. We have the physical tools and knowledge to be able to do it. And then when you have the guidance of somebody like Libby, who's successful in training dietitians to obtain their ideal client and obtain their goals, we can go so far. I've seen so many success stories of dietitians who have gone through those methods that I'm friends with on TikTok and social media because One of the biggest points that Libby makes through the Dietitian Boss Method is to show up on social media and attract your clients through creating a clear message 
And that's most important because when you have that clear message and you're expelling it to your ideal audience, it burns up like wildfire. And then those posts become viral and the virality of it allows for more people to get eyeballs on your programs and what you offer and relate to you and then sign up for your programs. That's so good. And that's a great segue into how to utilize social media. So you mentioned a couple of things there, just in case the listener (laughs) didn't hear some of those key points, like you're talking to an ideal client, you are saying messaging that speaks directly to them. You're really speaking to a specific person. Can you share with us some other tips that you've learned along the way for helping connect with people while utilizing social media for marketing? Absolutely. So I think there's a couple key points to that. And the first one is just creating the content. Sometimes we can get stuck in the overwhelm and the imposter syndrome as it relates to social media. But at the end of the day, you have to start somewhere. And that does not mean that it necessarily needs to be a long educational post or a long educational video each time. Sometimes that's making short, sweet content that allows to interact with the fun trends of social media that people can relate to as well. So whether that's a fun sound or an action or a dance, providing little text boxes in the corner of your screen that create that relatability to nutrition or to your package offers is very important. The next thing I would say that I would say my top two biggest things are is communicating with the audience. So when those people are asking questions or commenting, make sure to build relationships with those people because one, that engagement makes that individual feel important because let's say you have X, Y, Z amount of followers. Wow. They responded to my post out of all of these. Of course you want to respond to everybody. That is your goal. But then if you kind of sneak in there a question back to them, they have to come back to the video, come back to that post to respond. You're going to increase your engagement by longer video of view times. And you're also increasing your engagement by additional comments on the post. Those are great tips and so important. Engagement is important. Having conversations with people, because that's one of the things I see from people who are part of the dietitian boss programs or listening to the podcast is that we forget that social media is one way to have a conversation with a person, right? And that engagement and that back and forth is actually really fun and part of creating connections and having a conversation. Yeah, I think that's such a great way to put it because one, it is that aspect of talking about your programs and selling yourself but people want to feel like they relate to you. And so when you're able to put little glimmers of who you are, what you experience, what you eat, what your life looks like, people can feel like they relate to you more, which makes you a more desirable contact or potential coach for them because they can relate to this person so much more than they can somebody they're just looking through a website of. So I've had many instances where people are just like, oh, I followed you on TikTok forever. I'm ready to sign up. Like no discovery call is needed, no further communication. I'm sending them contracts and we're beginning. Awesome. Yeah, that's the power of relationship, right? And that is the forefront of social media is to have fun, build new relationships, connect with people, and as dietitians to help shift their health in some way, in a positive way. So you mentioned that you really like the creative aspects of having your own business. And it sounds like you love the creative aspects of doing social media and different types of platforms. Not everybody 
eases their way through that process. If somebody is listening to this podcast and saying like, uh, that probably just comes natural to her and I could never do that on Pinterest or on Instagram or on TikTok, what kind of tips or suggestions would you have for that person? Okay. So this is a multi-branched answer that I have for you, because I think that's almost a little bit of a loaded question because I think social media is so important, but there are the ups and downs of social media content creation, such as burnout or seeing a success of a really great video. And then you're very excited for a new video that posts and it just does not do as well as the other. There can be frustrations with that. But I think the biggest thing to do is go in and consider it like a lottery. I'm also a TikTok partner. I work with the creator community at TikTok because I create educational content. They've really enjoyed that. What I have learned from some of the office hours that I have been in with them is that we consider it more like a lottery program, right? The more tickets you buy, likelier chance that you have to win, right? So the more videos you're posting, the more photos you're posting to whatever platform that might be, the larger chance of success that you have. So instead of looking at each individual video, which can be beneficial in small ways, look at the great picture of continuing to build content despite the successes or the lows that come with that. My segue off of that, because I said it was a multi-branched question and answer, I think it's also important to recognize when hiring out can be beneficial and delegate. Like I know that there are not certain spots of owning a business, running a business successfully that I'm good at, but there are many aspects I am. So I focus my time and energy on the things I know I can do well and successfully and delegate other options out. If you know you're very good at the analytical aspects or the coaching specific aspects and feel like you need additional help, I would recommend hiring a content creator or virtual assistant that can be beneficial to creating content for your page that is specific and successful. And that's something I've actually had experience with in the past. I've actually created content for Dietitian Boss and a handful of other nutrition companies. And I find that super fun and beneficial because I enjoy the creator side. So learning what your strengths are and learning where you can delegate can also be really valuable. A hundred percent. You know, that's so important to live in your strengths and notice where your weaknesses are, or it doesn't even have to be a weakness. It might just not be fun. Like I am not an accountant. I hire an accountant as numbers and that kind of thing isn't fun for me. Oh, with you girl, you (laughs) you just have to take what you can and give away what you can't. Right. So yeah. 100% analyzing the situation of the full business and what you need to be successful and then fine tuning it. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. And I love that idea of approaching social media, like a lottery and the more tickets that you buy, the more likely you are to win because let's face it. Like it is a little bit of a hang up when you see something not engaging people or you see your views down. And this is a question we get a lot from our dietitian bosses is like, oh, why is this not performing well? And like hyper-focusing on the one thing that didn't perform well and not paying attention to all of the things that are performing well, or like in one of our dietitian bosses, she was like, oh, this only got 500 views and my other ones are getting 2000 views. And it's like, wow, that's amazing. You're getting 2000 views. And like, this one got 500. That's okay. So there's a mindset to this showing up and showing your face and creating content and taking that risk of buying a social media lottery ticket. Where do you put your focus? Like, how do you create that mindset of 
that this might go viral or it might hit a couple hundred people. I'll be very fair. It's hard to practice what I preach. I'll be honest. I have my ups and downs with social media too. There have been times where I get discouraged. I'm like, oh my goodness, I just need a break. And then there are times where I'm like, I'm great. I'm fine. And I'm going to keep pushing forward. And I think that sometimes the best way to look at it is to look at similar accounts, look at people that you strive to be larger accounts that are still in that relative wheelhouse, because you can see even with a large amount of followers like myself or other dietitians, we can have successful videos that hit nearly a million plus views. And then our next video could have less than a thousand views. And that's just the life of social media. It depends on so many factors, whether that's video time, text, the hashtags used, the sounds used. At the end of the day, don't take things personally because it's not something that you're necessarily doing wrong. It's just the way that the algorithms are working. And when I say algorithms, I put up my air quotes because it's invisible and we can't really predict them, even though people say, oh, I've solved the algorithm. I don't know how much I believe that because I think at the end of the day, it really is that lottery and it's a chance of luck. So as long as you're creating consistent content and you see things doing well compared to other aspects of your social media that aren't tailored to the items of interest to your ideal client, because if those are obtaining traction, you should continue to utilize that method, whether that's a specific style of video or a specific type of post. The more shares, comments, saves that those contents are getting, that means people are valuing it. And we want you as a coach or as a business owner to feel valued and obtain those clients. Absolutely. And that's so important that you bring that up because we think of algorithms as this defined thing that you can somehow figure out and game. And if you do this right strategy, then you're going to overcome all the barriers that the algorithm has put in place for you to reach. But that's not really true. I mean, you can do all of the things that all the experts are saying that are also conflicting. So it'd be hard for you to do all the things to help overcome the algorithm. But the bottom line is if you create content that people engage with, and then you keep repeating that formula, eventually you're going to build a strong and steady audience. And one of the things I like to remind dietitian bosses is that it doesn't take tens of thousands of followers to have a business that's successful, right? You can have a really full coaching roster with a hundred followers and someone with a million followers could have zero coaching calls. So, I mean, I think that there's such a balance between that because I feel like sometimes the amount of followers we have or the blue check mark can create validity <laughs> for our following audience. However, those people might not even be authorized or certified to teach in the aspects that they are. Whereas, you know, you may see some personal trainers with those check marks or hundreds of thousands of followers giving advice for weight loss, but they really don't have that expertise or knowledge to provide information because it's really one size fits all instead of customized, like each person deserves to have. So when we look at the greater scale of things, we should know our worth for what hard work we've put in to becoming dietitians. And whether that is the hundred followers or the hundred thousand followers, you have an audience that's interested in what you're saying and cares about what you're saying and take that, spin that and use that to create workflow, create that client list. And then that hundred people 
who you successfully help coach, refer a friend, send a post to somebody who they think might enjoy it. That builds your follower count. Then that builds your revenue. So over time, it will grow. It's just going to take a minute and that's okay. And you can still be successful while having a lower number of followers as well. Just like you said, Heather. Mm-hmm. One of the things you mentioned that I don't think is talked about very often is social media burnout. You rely on social media for your business. So how do you work through those moments of social media burnout? Because I personally have taken like a year off of Instagram just to kind of recover after launching some products of my own. And then I was just like, I mean, I just need a moment to be private and be myself. So how do you work through that kind of burnout? Well, I love what you said right there. And I want to twist that and turn it into a positive spinoff. Take a moment to be myself. People want to see those personal aspects of who we are. So whether it's just like, oh, I'm done with social media for the day. Here is the book that I'd like to read to take time off or just heads up like, Hey, I'm going to take a week off and enjoy my life. I'll catch up with you guys later. People enjoy seeing those things because they can feel like it's relatable. But if you truly just need that time off to not even touch the social media realms, touch the phone, touch the iPads or whatever else you're utilizing to create content, that's okay. I equally took about a four month period where I was truly burnt out in my internship because I was running my business, going through my internship It was also master's courses and research. I was just like, oh my goodness, I need a moment. And that's okay too, because when you come back from that, you're ready and refreshed. However, if you want that short break, which I feel like is the happy medium for everybody, take those moments away from your phone, turn off your social media notifications. Don't even go on to look at other people's social media because that can be a comparison game of its own. And reconnect with what's really important to you. So whether that's activities or even utilizing some journaling prompts to remember why you're in your business, what matters in your business, and what makes you feel successful, that can help stabilize us and ground us to get back into the world of social media, which is not necessarily grounded to say the least. (laughs) Yeah, it's so important to have that North Star, right? To have that thing that you connect to, that's your why that is driving your actions. And that can be people that you're having success with, or it could be a personal goal, uh, something about your life that has nothing to do with business. I mean, there's so many different ways to connect with that North Star. So I love those suggestions of journal prompts and different ways to support our mental health while playing this lottery social media, right? Truly. That's a great way of putting it. I love So we're so lucky to be having this conversation with you. You're behind the scenes on TikTok. You have created amazing content that people connect with. Are there some things that you are hearing are upcoming trends or ways to utilize these platforms that maybe would help our listeners today? So one of the things, like we had mentioned earlier, is there's constantly algorithm changes. Some of the things we're hearing right now are about seven to 12 second videos on TikTok seem to be the most successful, as well as they have added in the long video features of three up to 10 minutes, depending on your account. And if you have access to that, we don't have enough research yet to see if those videos are more successful or being pushed further by the algorithm. They've discussed that that truly depends on your audience. So if your audience would enjoy longer videos of explaining something or cooking something 
or discussing something at a longer pace, that could be a really beneficial feature as well. But otherwise, those short form videos tend to have a better watch and retain time. So this is something I've been reading and I never know if what I read is true or false. And I feel like you're the right expert to run these kind of questions. But okay. <laughs> so one of the things that I've been reading is that using other trending sounds isn't getting as much natural push from TikTok. They want you to use your own audio or your own original sound. Is that true myth or fact? <laughs> I would say a little bit of in between because let's say there's a really popular sound out and gosh, there's so many I can't, you know, pick one off the top of my head. But when they have a million to a billion videos created to that one sound, like for example, Lizzo's new song that has just been all over TikTok. There's so many videos. How is TikTok going to extract your one video to provide to an audience they think is going to be helpful? Maybe, maybe not. So that can be beneficial or hurtful. Whereas let's say you pick a song that has less views, but it's still a popular song that could be a little bit more beneficial because even when somebody clicks on that sound at the bottom of a TikTok video and it shows the list of videos that are created with that sound, you have the opportunity to be higher on that list because there are less videos created with that sound. That makes mathematical sense. And if we're approaching a social media like a lottery and lotteries come down to probability and statistics, like that makes statistical sense, right? Perfect. Yeah. One of the things too about that we're noticing with some of the dietitian bosses in our private programs is that if they do too many reels on Instagram, they're getting less and less organic views. So I don't know if you know the answer to this question. And so I'm sorry if I set you up for a question you don't know the answer to. But do you know what is going on with Instagram reels? I wish I had some inside answers. Instagram, if you want to start giving me the tea and give me the insiders, I'll be happy to absorb it. I would say it's a mix because I know that Instagram wants to be a social media platform that keeps up with TikTok. So from the repetition aspect, I'm not sure why they would be unsuccessful unless maybe they're using some of the same hashtags too repetitively that mm-hmm. it can be like a scam or like a little bit of, you know, overdose. But I do know that if you are a content creator on Instagram, they are really pushing reels and providing you a larger bonus to post reels per video view than TikTok is currently. I've made more on my Instagram reels that I've posted in the past two weeks than I have on TikTok in two years currently. So Instagram is really excited for videos to be posted there. Make sure you're utilizing the content creator account so that you can monetize on your videos, both on TikTok and on Instagram. That is great advice. Thank you so much. As the social media expert here, is there anything that I am missing, anything that I'm forgetting to ask you about that you think would really help our listeners? Yes, I have something right off the top of my head. I'm begging you all, all of our dietitian boss listeners, to double dip on your content. Don't one and done something and think you constantly have to be creating new content. The TikTok you make can be downloaded to post on Reels and also post on Pinterest. You're hitting three platforms with one video and you're increasing your view threefold. So utilizing that aspect can be really beneficial. And then taking those contents and whether you're on LinkedIn or Facebook, or if you are utilizing those links and photos and videos on there as well. So you can continue to generate traffic. 
Amazing advice. Yes. Never create content multiple times and never only use content once. That's just like business 101. You want to make sure that everything you create can be used over and over and over again. Exactly. And even if it's just five months down the road, you've posted so many times that you could repost that photo to Instagram and realistically, nobody's going to notice. So reutilizing content, especially if you're in that burnout phase, or if you're busy, life comes first and enjoying your life comes first, which is why we utilize dietitian boss in the sense that we don't want to work for more than we're valued for. And we have to value our time just as much as we value our company. That feels so good. Like, I don't know if you guys <laughs> listening can just like let that soak in about just how important living your life is and how important connecting with your value and who you are as a person is valuable. So that is awesome. <laughs> I, just, I felt that in my body in a positive way. All right. Well, we're going to come to a close of our interview. Are there any last pieces of advice? I felt like that piece of advice is was gold, (laughs) but anything else? I think just starting, whether you are a seasoned dietitian and are ready to make that leap or a student who's not sure if they should, at the end of the day, if you don't start, you never will. Whether that's social media or the small aspects of creating an ebook, creating a business, just start because you never know where it'll go from there. Such great advice. Coach Kylie, it's been so amazing to spend this time with you and learn your tips and tricks and also just your outlook on life is a beautiful thing. So thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And just one more time, your Instagram handle in case someone missed it at the beginning. Absolutely. So I'm known as Coach Kylie across the board. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Coach Kylie and on Pinterest at Coach Kylie Ternetsky. Amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Dietitian Boss podcast. We hope this helps lighten up your day and give you some inspiration to just get started, as Kylie said. And we are here to support you every step on the way. And we can't wait to watch your growth and watch how dietitians start influencing people's health on social media. Thank you. Of course, I'm so excited to see it. We are so excited to offer you support in our various programs. If you identify as a beginner and you're looking to lay down the foundations, our society program might be a great fit for you. I encourage you to go to dietitianboss.com under group coaching and apply for our experience, our transformative experience based off of my proprietary system called the Dietitian Boss Method. Additionally, we offer a higher level program called Executive to help you hire and manage a staff as you expand and scale your program, whether you're offering a membership, course, group programming, private coaching, or a combination of various different offerings. We're here to help you on your journey with developing processes and implementing the operational foundation that you need to reach your goals. A lot of our clients want to work 20 hours or less a week. And we're so proud to say that we've helped them achieve that goal. And you'll hear their stories on this podcast. Make sure to stay tuned and apply if you're looking for support to get there faster and meet some colleagues along the way who share your same growth mindset.